Cześć everyone, my name is Anita Ulikowska. My name is Ania Siemiączko and we are local foreigners. And in today's episode we are talking about the country called London. So in one of our recent episodes we talked about Wales and how different Wales is and then we realized that actually the city, the city, the city, <laughs> the city we live in is almost like a different country. People who live here have a totally different lifestyle. We certainly have very different lifestyle to what we lived like in when we lived in Cardiff and there's just so many differences. But I wanted to start with our stories of coming to London and I want to start by asking you whether you ever imagined yourself living in London, whether you ever wanted to live in London? Um, so the short answer is no, never. <laughs> uh, and I ended up in London completely by accident, mm-hmm. kind of accident. I did apply to study here, uh, but I never really intended to, and it was really because of my ex-boyfriend, mm-hmm. who was already planning to move to London, and I actually hated my degree in Cardiff, so I loved my life in Cardiff, and as you all know, I loved Wales so much. Um, but I wanted to do something different and I really wanted to study film and I found the best course for film studies in London. Mm-hmm. So I kind of reluctantly came along with him to study in London because the course was so, so good. Um, yes, I never, ever wanted to live in London mm-hmm. apart from that. If it wasn't for university, I would have never, and that specific course, I would have never ended up here. Why did you think. not want to live in London? Was it was like there was a specific reason why you didn't want to, or you just thought no, nah, like never consider it? Um, I guess I always knew what kind of city I like, the size of city I liked, mm-hmm. and um, it was sort of Cardiff, Edinburgh, and know Bristol size. I wanted to be somewhere where there's enough going on, mm-hmm. but somewhere that's quite easy to get about, relatively safe, and you know when you're not. When you don't live in London, London's like the most dangerous place on earth mm-hmm. for you in your mm-hmm. mind. Um, so, yeah, I always thought London would be way too big and I could never navigate it. And I could never, like, find my own place here. And, yeah, I think the the vastness of London was always something that scared me off. And I kind of, yeah, I just never thought it would be me, mm-hmm. you know? Like, I never saw myself living in London. Mm-hmm. Um, but... I ended up in London <laughs> and I stayed also by accident. Mm-hmm. So it was a series of accidents. I kept wanting to leave mm. and it kept kind of dragging me back in um, because at the end of my studies, I wanted to leave again. Uh, I wanted to either go back to Poland for a bit or go back to Cardiff. And then, yeah, and then I got a job on the on the day of handing in my dissertation. I had a call from a friend of mine who um, basically said that there were vacancies in the place she worked in and mm-hmm. if I wanted to come in for an interview. And I was just like, yeah, why not? And I got a job, loved the job. Uh, it was really fun and I stayed. And then I tried to um, apply for a master's in Edinburgh, like mm-hmm. two years later, two years later, a year later. Um, and then I didn't really manage to even finish my um, cover letter. So that never really came about. Um, and I ended up meeting my future husband. <laughs> um, and yeah, and so I stayed and then did my master's in London. But I really tried to get out a few times. Mm. 
So I came to London for the first time when I was, I think, 16 or 17 years old. And I liked it. I really liked it. I didn't have any expectations towards London. I was uh-huh. really excited to come, but I didn't have, I didn't know what to think about it. Right. So when I came, I was like, yeah, this is cool. <laughs> but that was it. And I, at that time, I didn't know that I was going to be moving to the UK. But when I already moved to the UK two or three years later after that first visit, I started noticing after a while that people kept obviously talking about London and many people were moving to London, especially after graduation. Mm. And for some reason, I was always thinking, why would you move if you live in Cardiff? It's such a cool place. Like, That's a valid question, I think. <laughs> so I remember that. And in the meantime, I had visited London a few more times when I was visiting my friends. And I, I think it was then when I started being maybe a little bit scared of that vastness of London and of the speed of life and of the crowd. And, and then I started thinking even more, like, why would you ever leave Cardiff? And I, I thought at that time that I would never leave. And then I graduated in 2013 and I really struggled to find a job and then that it was then that I realized, oh, okay. That's why they all go in. Exactly. <laughs> so, um, and it was also a time when I felt like, okay, Cardiff was a really cool time of my life when I was a student, but when I was not a student anymore, and especially especially when I was, I had a really, like, really bad job that paid peanuts. Mm-hmm. And I was hearing about, you know, my friends doing all these cool internships in London and I thought yeah okay I'm ready to leave and I would like to give London a shot. So it was not accidental it was intentional you were ready for London specifically? I was but it was it was it was I was surprised that I went from never gonna live in London to all of a sudden being like yeah but I wasn't (laughs) I wasn't like super it's not like I was desperate to go to London but I really yeah, I was ready for it. Okay. And I ended up living on the outskirts of London. Yeah, like, you lived so crazy far. Rickmansworth. Yeah. And it's, it's it's practically not London, let's be honest. I mean, yeah, but it's, I mean, it's, end of, over it's at the this. at the end of towards the end of Metropolitan Line, so like I mean, is, is there a zone seven? I don't think there's a zone seven anywhere else. <laughs> there is definitely zone seven. I mean, there's a zone seven for Rickmansworth, but where I'm where I live is south. <laughs> I think London like finishes at zone five, oh, so you like okay. you almost got an extra zone to call <laughs> yeah. yourself a Londoner. I mean, not you specifically, like everyone yeah. in zone seven. What about the the Northern Line? Is that not a really long line as well? I don't think it reaches zone seven. No. Okay. Is zone actually, seven is like the furthest out. Can is I there, say? Is there a zone eight? There is zone nine. <laughs> Jesus, it carries on. Yeah. Wow. Those people are really clinging on to the idea of living in London. Like, <laughs> yeah, we're so long <laughs> Yeah, but I definitely didn't feel like living in London. So, um, it's, so most people, when they move to London, they move to the centre and they... And then they realize, oh shit, it's actually not that glamorous. Let's let's start moving outward. Uh-huh. And I did the exact opposite journey <laughs> to zone seven. Then I lived in zone two, and now I live in zone. Oh, sorry, then I moved to zone three, and now I live in zone two. You're in zone two here because I'm in Anitkospad. Wow, that's I impressive. Okay, yeah. I'm in zone three now, so like standard, I guess. Yeah, and it's so funny because I remember 
when I lived in Rickmansworth and sometimes we, you know, when we used to meet up or when we worked together and I had to commute all the way from Rickmansworth and you were like, oh my God, you're going to be commuting all the way from Rickmansworth? Yeah. And for me, it was like, yeah, why not? And now sometimes I think about you, like when I say like, oh, can we meet up in location X, whatever. And yeah. I'm thinking, oh my God, you're going to have to be commuting all the way from Corleone's Wood. Mm-hmm. Because for me, it seems mm-hmm. like it's, yeah. it's such a We live the opposite way. side of London. And that's actually a very interesting thing about London. Uh, and just part of our, da- our daily struggle to meet and to communicate <laughs> yeah. day for everyone is that you live an hour, an hour and a half apart. Mm-hmm. And you keep meeting up and... And obviously we all do it, but it's not, like, it's not the most, like, it doesn't happen anywhere else in the UK. Like, you could be living in Bristol and Cardiff and have the same commute as we do to each other in the same city. So, obviously that uh, changes a lot about uh, how you think about, um, yeah, even meeting up with friends Mm -hmm. and how you do it and how you go about it, because... Yeah, how you can get used to those distances, but also... Should you? <laughs> Should you get used to that? Yeah. Yeah, but it's 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 a very interesting concept how living in London psychologically changes your perspective or like perception of distances. I remember thinking that okay, so I'm going to be now traveling for an hour and a half to to meet you, and that was when I was living in zone. Zone seven. Although it still happens now, like when I have to go um, to the other day, we went to the calligraphy workshop. It more or less took about an hour yeah. and a half, right? So yeah, for you, yeah, I guess yeah. that was like opposite side of southeast. Yeah, and we do it willingly. We don't even think about it because London is so well connected. So you know that there is always going to be a transport that is going to be there within like a few minutes wait. Yeah, that is going one way or another. You're gonna get home or get to wherever you're going and but when you think about it an hour and a half it's like it possibly it's like traveling from Cardiff to Bristol mm. it might yeah. be if not even, might be even shorter, shorter I think, yeah. right and if I was living back in Cardiff and I was thinking of traveling to Bristol popping over just exactly for something, just, just for like, an hour yeah just in the evening yeah just for coffee to Bristol I was like I'd never do that I know ever I remember the first party I went to in London uh, and I lived in Bethnal Green. That was my first location that terrified me because it was so city mm-hmm. and, you know, Cardiff is so kind of like little townish, townish in a way. Yeah. And like here I was in like in the middle of it, like some massive council estate flat. And I was just like, what? I mean, the flat wasn't massive. The, the block was. And I remember going to one party of a friend can't remember where it was somewhere up north that's another London thing saying up north when you mean north of London for everything <laughs> there's no world existing outside and it took us two hours on the bus because it was night buses the, before the night tube <laughs> two hours and then we were there for an hour and a half mm-hmm. and it took us two hours to come yeah to get back and I remember thinking, I will never party in London ever again. <laughs> I remember just that precise thought of like, this is it. That's it. For the next three years of my university life, I will 
not leave my house in the evening because what the hell was that? I spent four hours traveling to a party where it was only for three to an hour and a half. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, and that's, that was the reality for us. Yeah, and that happens so quite days. often, right? And yeah. the distances that people cover commuting to work, you know, it's, it's probably a luxury when your commute is maybe 30 minutes long. I mean, I want to cry when someone tells me that they get on a bus to work. Mm. That it just sounds so fantastical almost. Like it's a <laughs> unicorn, you know? Like, what, are you traveling on a unicorn to work? <laughs> That's my reaction. Oh, you know what? Fun fact. I actually, for most of my time living in London, I managed to and, uh, yeah. walk to work. I mean, that's like a... That doesn't happen in London. Okay. Yeah. It does happen in London, but it's so it's so a shed rare. of unicorns. <laughs> I know that's not even one. But it's God. like it was. It was very intentional. I I just knew that I would hate to commute to work, so I always chose my my work by the location. So I moved yeah. to places, and then I looked for work. Yeah, I did the exact opposite. Actually, <laughs> I moved away from places on the you know to make my journey worse as well, which is funny so, what was so the like, longest commute that you've had to work well i think it's now and mm. i have a really amazing lovely job that's otherwise very not stressful and great um and doesn't start early either so it's not a huge problem but it is over an hour mm. like an hour and 10 minutes mm-hmm. uh, so on the way back especially in the, like rush hour that's a pain in the ass but so i think that's the longest one but also when i was doing my master's uh, it was such a tragic little story. Please play your violins for me because I lived in Rotherhithe, right? And I, um, which was really great for every, really most of the commute I had to do. And uh, I got a place in Goldsmiths for my masters. And before I started that, I moved in with my boyfriend in Colliers Wood. Mm-hmm. So I, I was about to have a ten minutes train journey <gasps> to uni, and just before I started that uni. I moved away to southwest, so that meant going to classes, taking t- three trains, and it took me over an hour, and I was a miserable, <laughs> miserable existence. Because so it's worse than work. Because in work, at least you have like a solidified time. Mm-hmm. So you travel, you commute, you therefore have many hours you leave. But in uni, you've got gaps. Mm-hmm. So it's hot, like all my friends, kind of, you know. W- managing to get back to their homes, change, grab lunch, come back. I would just be on that campus for you know, nine hours, eight hours. Sometimes you have to stay after you need to kind of catch up on some projects with, forget it, like pubs or anything. Because I was by that point, I was just like, yeah, it would take me an hour to get back. <laughs> I just want to get home. So, yeah, so it's kind of standard for me, really. Oh, shit, that would, that would have made me really miserable. Yeah, I was miserable. That you, you can't go. <laughs> I was very miserable. Even now, when I... I think one of the the biggest things that I didn't like about commuting to work in the last job that I had was the fact that I it meant I had to be out for most of the day so like solid nine hours and before I could there were times when I was like real story I was working in my corporate job but I could walk to work it took me 10 minutes and I also sometimes I even drove 
I drove, which took like three minutes in the car. So you were living a non-London life in London. You were living a <laughs> Cardiff life in London, basically. That, took a Cardiff way to It was that, yeah. And I, uh, sometimes when I was really tired at lunchtime, I would drive home, have a nap and come back. Oh my God. <laughs> I know. Let's take a moment here Crazy. to all judge Anitka. <laughs> For just a few seconds. Oh, or learn from me, right? Like you can, you can have a really good life in London. <laughs> you can even nap at lunchtime if true. you want to. But driving is not really like a London thing either. In, well, commuting with driving, because I remember uh, we went to cinema a week ago, two weeks ago, and we drove to the cinema, mm-hmm. and I felt like I was doing the most un-London thing: mm-hmm. drive to the cinema. <laughs> Because you just don't do that, do you? I guess guess you're right by... uh, But again, my experience has been different because I've always lived in those, like, areas where... Not in London, really. (laughs) Not in London, but even when I lived in Zone 3... You're a little bit of a fraud on this episode. (laughs) (laughs) Not anymore. anymore. Basically, all all my time... I lived in London, I drove. Whereas when I was in Cardiff, I never drove. I always used the bicycle. So it's for me the opposite. Right. I, I okay. always do everything <laughs> the other way around. <laughs> so I always drove to cinemas. I yeah, I drove to work. I yeah, I I drove to the shops. Also, driving London is a bitch, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah, like you just don't want true. to be doing that. It's just um, you know, there's a special actually kind of driving in London, which is basically being pushy to the limits of being Being an asshole basically yeah i mean that's how you survive (laughs) but that's the same with walking i remember um, being back in cardiff last year and i had to get to my bus uh there was a marathon going on so i had to cut two marathon lines (laughs) and then like a million people leaving the marathon after well there was a million but a lot of people and my cardiff mate was with me and i was just like we have to london walk this because it's either this or we're stuck. And so then you have to just out. be out of my way, people. Mm-hmm. And he was just kind of like skidding behind me going, oh my God, is this? And I was like, this is just how we walk, mate. Like that's how we, you just, you on the, imagine this pavement as a, like a path of human obstacles and you know, have to maneuver yourself around them. So you're just literally zigzagging. It's like a sport, honestly. And I've, I think every, anyone who lives in London that has to be in central London sometimes, you can tell who lives in London and who doesn't by the way they walk, mm-hmm. 100%. And we are so skilled in just avoiding human contact on the pavement <laughs> and then walking really fast as well. And he couldn't, he couldn't believe it. Mm-hmm. And I think people were quite shocked as well because they were kind of just strolling. And I was like, I'm power walking to my bus now. Mm-hmm. Get out of my way. Um, and with driving, it's similar as well. It's very, very London thing of you can sp- spot in the miles off. I was like, okay, that's a London driver right there. The one beeping behind you. Yeah, my brother came to visit um, maybe three years ago. And he lives in Swindon. Swindon? Mm-hmm. Swindon. I always get it wrong. So Swindon. Can we just co- make a correction here? Because in the very first oh, yes, episode... Please. As <laughs> so... We should actually do it more often, correcting ourselves <laughs> for the mistakes we've made. Um, and Anitka mentioned that she applied to study in Swindon. Swindon University. Meaning Swansea University. So yeah. all the Swindon people that we have probably offended 
it wasn't about you, it was about Swansea. Yeah, we so were trying to offend Swansea. No, so now we're offending Swansea people. We love Swansea, really. Yeah. yeah. So my brother came from Swindon, mm. and uh, we were trying to, well, first of all, find a parking space because there's no parking spaces in London. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Again, sorry, I'm going to be exaggerating a lot here to, just to prove my point, but it's obviously there are. Got, parking spaces but it's very difficult to find them and in some areas it's almost impossible to park and I lived in an area where it was quite difficult so we were driving around to find a a car that would be leaving so we can just jump in yeah and we stopped at I don't think it was even I don't think it was even traffic lights I think my brother had to slow down because there was um um what you call it not a curb Uh, like a bump yeah a bump thank you um so he had to slow down in front of the bump and the car behind him beeped. <laughs> then we would come to a uh, a crossroads and he would start like, you know, just checking the, the traffic. Again, beeped. Like, I think he was beeped in that short span of time, maybe like five, seven minutes, I think three times. And he was like, I don't know how we can live in London. <laughs> and at that point, I, I thought, yeah, actually, I, I don't know how I do it. Yeah. It's but it's, it's, it's really strange how I really understand how people who don't live in London and come here to visit, they are shocked. It's like when yeah. you detox from London and you come back, you're like, oh my God, like what goes on in here? Because you know it's different when you actually go outside of London. Like we went to Peak District last year <laughs> and we were driving around and leaving the park, uh, car park at one point. And every time, actually not one point, every time we left that car park, so we were there like three days in a row, people would let us go first. Mm-hmm. And I remember our shock of just beating, being let out of the because that never happens you have to push your way into any sort of road no one's going to let you just go mm-hmm. unless you go yourself and risk your life you know no one's going to let you go so um yeah and you find out quickly how nice people outside how drivers um are nice outside of london so what are your favorite things about london because so far we we're very good at finding the the negative sides of living in london are there any positives well, i think power walk is brilliant I mean, I love it. Very healthy. Yes, yeah, like very healthy. It's almost like a half a jog, you know. Mm-hmm. It's also like, you know, practicing your balance and, you know, kind of good training, you know, to avoid obstacles, right? So it's like if you, I don't know, I'm just making it <laughs> But actually on that, really on that, I think another very London thing is people, um, people jogging to work with backpacks on. As in, I often see people who don't, like, they jog with the backpack that makes them more heavy, mm-hmm. you know? Like, the ba- the point of a, the backpack is just to make it harder to jog, as, if, as if jogging was not hard enough. From oh. Jogging back from work or to work, like, it's insane. Like, okay, I, I don't I've know never, these people. I've never seen it any, anywhere oh, else. I'm going to have to pay attention to that, because... Yeah, so that's another London thing. Because it's also, like... I'm, let's be honest like life is harder in London so many ways I know we were about to talk about mm. favourite things but let's start with the <laughs> okay yeah. so do you want to talk struggles. about the yeah obviously I'm the, I'm the <laughs> negative cynical one between the two okay. of us so yeah. but like even that makes sense in a way that you probably commute for 
usually, I mean, half an hour is the very minimal anyone commutes to anything in London. That's like, a, I think, average distance. I mean, Unless from, you walk to work. Which never happens, <laughs> let's be honest. People who are listening from outside of London, it never happens. It's like a one in a thousand people, probably. It is real. Yeah, so just because it's 50-50 here, that's not 50-50 in London. <laughs> it's not. Yeah. But, you know, it's like at least an hour of your life every day. Most likely two hours, let's mm-hmm. be honest. Yeah. And and then you're in work for eight or however many, nine, ten. And you just don't really have time. I mean, to find time to go home, cook, you know, have anything actually of like your evening left is, is difficult. Because you don't have an opportunity to pop back home at any point. You're mm-hmm. out, solid, whatever your plans for the day are. They will in, they will all be done before you return home, mm-hmm. and even like I guess exercise and gym and it's you have to really you know kind of fit that in. I'm not saying it's easy anywhere else, but I think it's easier mm-hmm. um, because you know if I commute for two hours every day rather than half an hour at most, mm-hmm. that's an hour and a half every single day yeah. that I could spend, you know, running without a rucksack, <laughs> <laughs> right or. Um, yeah, true. But in general, I must say that when I first moved here, I was I didn't see many negative things. Mm-hmm. Maybe because of because I didn't have that true Londoner lifestyle, and because I didn't live in um, well anywhere close to Zone Three, so maybe that was the reason. But I. I was like, yeah, it's cool. I don't mind being on the train. I don't mind being surrounded by crowds. Like, it, it's fine. And everything seemed so exciting. And mm-hmm. I, I love the fact that there was National Gallery because I love the National Gallery. Oh, my God. Like, I'm, I'm such a sucker You're... for the National Gallery. Really? Yes, I love it. It's one of my favorite places in oh, London. Oh, wow. That's oh, my God. You see, that. like, I naturally go towards, like, I was, I was supposed to be talking about the bad things. So the bad things. You, you don't just... like you don't like the National Gallery? I, just, I, have, I think I'm neutral. I, I, I prefer other places. Yeah? Like um, Tate, obviously, Tate Britain. Uh, actually, National Portrait Gallery, great place. Um, mm-hmm. Is it Hayward in the South Bank? Yeah, uh, Hay- the, maybe Hayward. Yeah, Hayward or Hayward. Or something um, else, but I know which one. Yeah, like close to South yeah, Bank. Bank. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, which is um, interesting stuff. Barbican. So actually, National Gallery would be further down my list. Mm. But it's a good place. It's a good place, and, and we have nothing negative to say about it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it! Like it's like I, I go to a, to a different place where I'm there. It's like it be. It feels like it's. I'm not in London. I guess it feels like. I'm on the continent, you know, like on the continental Europe. Right. Because one of the things I miss in London... Okay, here's a negative thing. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I've got it. <laughs> one of the things I really miss in London is the the arc, the continental European architecture. You know, when you're in okay. Warsaw, in Krakow, in... I mean, that's Brotswark, an irrational negative thing. Prague. But I miss... Well... I mean, it's that's not saying negative about London, it's just what London doesn't have as a... Okay, so is that... But for me, that's... <laughs> I, okay, so maybe this is not a negative, it's just something that I miss from London. Okay. Where are the cobbled streets? Are there cobbled streets anywhere? Um, in or London? Around, around uh, yeah, I know London. a cobbled street. <laughs> one cobbled street? I do know, actually, I can think of one... Hey, oh, like we haven't practiced this, and I can think of one <laughs> cobbled street in Wolping. Uh-huh. There's a cobbled street... Okay. Leading to a nice pub, so we could do that. 
Okay. Yeah. Okay. Street. I'll take so you one. to a couple streets. One couple streets. No, but the, you know what I mean. Like it's there. I feel like the architecture in on the continental Europe is there's more like you we can see the different um, stages of architecture and there's like you know there's the, you can see the Renaissance and the, like the Baroque style there's more styles and I feel like in obviously there's so many beautiful buildings in in London as well and you know the 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 very center is uh-huh. is more. Um, it looks more old, but I feel like there is there's, something is missing. So funny because I actually have you. You mentioned two things, and I have opposite views to both of them. Surprise! 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 <laughs> so I I do miss aspects of European um, architecture, I guess, but not even the. There's some things about the European architecture I love in Europe. I would, I never actually went around going, oh, I wish, you know, it looked, the city looked more like this or the other mm-hmm. city. But I miss the space. So Oh, yeah. Of so actually, that's the opposite of Cobble Street. I miss the space of Warsaw, for mm-hmm. example. I know people in Poland, in Poland, <laughs> in Poland, <laughs> miss, uh, hate Warsaw. Uh, for many reasons, mostly for its modernity, but I love the like wide pavements and big roads, and it always I'm always relaxed, and I always feel like I have mm. space around me in Warsaw. Whereas in London, you have a pavement that fits one average built person, and everyone <laughs> else is kind of like halfway in the road, and there's not much space anywhere because it's such an old city. Mm-hmm. Um, and B, I actually love architecture in London. So I miss the space, I don't miss the cobble street, and I love architecture because I think it's so diverse mm-hmm. and it covers just, it, it, every district in London is so distinct and so unique and you literally turn the street and it's something completely different. So um, if we compare it to Warsaw, we can cover actually lots of other European cities. They're more or less consistent mm-hmm. pretty much with uh, style of architecture and in London you know you can go to Borough and have you know this beautiful like very specific brick buildings and further down the road the height that really looks different and I know Bank looks completely different the whole city of London um you know um kind of Soho with its own history and you can West London miles away from anything in the east or south and that's so fascinating. I think I never get tired of walking around London. And actually, that's here I am with a positive thing. Walking <laughs> around London, looking at its architecture is one of my favorite things to do. Mm-hmm. Just walking around anywhere. And you can always find something new and really unique or really old or really unexpected. And it's such a gorgeous maze of buildings. So that's my one of my favorite things in London, actually. One of the things I also definitely don't like about London is the is the stress. Because living here is stressful, especially when you do have to commute those long distances. You're outside of home for long hours and everything is so expensive and you have to eat out. You, you know, like yeah. you don't have that rest time in the middle of the day. It's very difficult, yeah. And it's, I think we all kind of try to adapt and it always takes a toll in some way and we all... Mm-hmm sort of at some point of our London lives go, okay, I have to say, start start saying no to things and mm-hmm. um, find a way to relax because it is difficult to relax in um, 
you know, in London. Yeah. And it's, it's very easy to get stressed. Like for me, the, the, the best way is just to go to my nearest tube station and instantly I feel that rush, even though I'm trying to work on my mindset and detach myself from other people's stress, it's still very easy to absorb that because like tube, and that's another topic in itself, tube I feel like is so concentrated with negative energy because most people who mm. who commute um, especially during rush hours. Like, you don't want to be commuting during rush hour, right? So you just want yeah. to, like, I mean, it's get hideous. in and get out. I mean, people who have not experienced it, I mean, do, like, and... Because I have friends or family who come to London and they say, oh, Tube is great and it's fantastic and it's just so nice. And it's like, yeah, cool. Like, I do appreciate the um, speed and how well-connected it is and it's a beautiful amazing invention that mm-hmm. literally makes this city possible without it you would all be i don't know where but never in not, not nowhere we need to be not in a good place <laughs> not in a good place um <laughs> but at the same time i always urge them to just travel at 9 a.m <laughs> just just do that and then come back at six and do it for a week and then come and talk to me <laughs> <laughs> and just tell me how nice it, everything is and how I should never complain about being on the tube because I think we all in London have the right to complain about the tube. Appreciate it, but also complain because it's a shit experience. Like, no one wants to be standing like a, a little fish in a can after whole days of work for an hour on a packed train, smelly, with just like someone's, you know, in someone's armpit, you know? trying to basically, you know, kind of not get fall over and like, you know, like it's just not nice. And that's the only way that works. And I can totally appreciate how it's necessary and it's amazingly worked out. But as an experience, it's just not good experience for everyday life. Yeah. And it's, it's primarily because of the, the sheer volume of people who use it during rush hours, right? Because yeah. if we didn't have to commute to work at those very specific times between, I guess, like it, it gets really busy between 7 and 9 a.m. in yeah. the morning. If we didn't have to commute during those times, if we had different working arrangements, then the, the problem probably wouldn't be there. Yeah, I guess so. But I mean, it's a, such a vast amount of people. Yeah, but that's just like, like my personal plea to every work, um, every employer out there, just to just do flexible working. <laughs> that's gonna that would solve so many problems. And also, it's impossible to be on time. Let's be honest. I actually loved your right. system. I love your system so Me much. Too. Actually, everyone <laughs> should employ Anitka's system. Maybe you should copyright this. It's the best system. <laughs> when you announce your time of arrival, you always give a bracket rather than a specific time. And it's the best thing, like, in the recent years that anyone's come up with in London. I guess it just came came naturally that I never, I could never really gauge what exactly time I would arrive at the place because there's, you know, like, I'm going to be on a transport for at least an hour and who knows what's going to happen along the way yeah. how many trains are going to be cancelled like, I have no way of letting you know yeah so mm. instead of saying I'm going to be there at this exact time you just give a range of like within half an hour yeah. or that's a, a honestly <laughs> I do that now yeah to, I started, started doing it with everyone and so no one can actually you know I'm also like I'm usually late I'm getting better but I'm usually late so 
it's a nice yeah. you know buffer for me too but it's difficult in london so that was another another thing mm-hmm. so what are your positives positives exactly um i think general i love the fact that we are this one big multicultural multilingual um family of such vast different histories all kind of intertwined together how you know in one street we could have neighbors from literally all over the world and those neighbors will probably be mixed together and their parents will be from all different places and you know that it i, I would love to, the world to be like this because um we manage as london to be london And I think a lot of values from London, uh, of Londoners, uh, boils down to the the fact that we are this big bubble. And yes, you can still, mm, I think, create little bubbles in London like anywhere else. Mm-hmm. Uh, but just the fact that um, you have every culture at your doorstep. And you, if you want to be open, if you want to actually meet people, meet cuisines, meet different music and get to know all these varieties like worldwide, it's there for you to take mm-hmm. and everyone's welcome. And it's the most brilliant thing. I think that's definitely my favorite thing about London and one that I would definitely miss if I left. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My number one. I, I recently noticed when I went to Poland um, last week is that I... Um, when I live in London, I don't even notice that someone is from, you know, different skin color, different culture, like dressed differently, because that's what I'm surrounded by. Like there's so much variety that you don't like, it's just a variety of things. There's not one thing, nothing is the the primary thing. So you don't pay attention to those things that much. And I, and I do feel that this is, there is value in that because you, I think subconsciously you just get well at least that's what what happens with me I just um I accept things the the way they are and when I went to Poland I I I saw myself noticing the differences somebody was from I think it was a different skin color and I was like oh wow because yeah because because Poland's white and Polish basically (laughs) exactly and I was I was back in my small town which is very homogenous is that the word mm, homogenous yeah. and it's it's just rare to meet anyone from a different country or from in a with a different skin color so it's funny how you're like i can go back to that mindset from my you know village in, in poland which is not to say that that's necessarily negative it's just natural this just proves how When you're surrounded by this variety and multiculturalism, yeah, this is what you accept as a state of things. And yeah. when you're not, all of a sudden, it's some. If something is rare, you naturally pay attention to it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Mm. Yeah, which kind of makes you appreciate London even more in that respect. I yeah. think. my absolute favorite thing about London is the fact that if I want to. If I feel like I want to go traveling without actually having to leave a country, mm-hmm. I just take a train and go to a different part of London. 
because there's so many places in London that I still haven't been to. Yeah. It's, I think it's impossible to fully I explore so. London. Yeah. And sometimes I find myself going for a hospital appointment and I need to go to this new hospital that I've never been been to. <laughs> Is that how you explore London? I, I honestly, that, I had <laughs> that thought. <laughs> <laughs> I had that thought the um, last year when I was going to this hospital. And I was like, oh, wow, this is exciting. I've never been in this area. And I was just walking around and I, I could see these new coffee shops I've never seen before. Nice little high It's exciting, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. This is of the school. Just take a train and get off at any station. We did that once yeah. with Jimmy. And, oh, did you? Yeah, just kind of actually jumped on a tram, uh-huh. uh, the only tram in London. And uh, we just got off at a random stop and we just thought, let's walk around here. We've never been here before. And... Yeah, it was just fun to kind of just explore a completely new part of London. Mm-hmm. What are your favourite um, like districts of London? Give me three. West Hampstead, where I uh, kind of still live because I'm in between Kilburn and West Hampstead. So I, I really love West Hampstead because the high street feels a bit, like again, continental Europe to me. Uh-huh. There's something about it that I really love. Uh, so West Hampstead and obviously like Hampstead Heath, um, the one of the biggest and most beautiful parks. Big representation of the north. Yeah, <laughs> I live no, no, here. It's good. No, it's good. It's good. <laughs> no, we, we all cover both sides of the city. It's good. Mm, yeah, I, it's, I think it's going to be. It's going to tend to be north of the river. I do. I do like Regent's Park and that area too, and kind of in between uh, Regent's Park and and down, like Baker Street and uh-huh. um, all the way to Oxford Street, but not the Oxford Street. I don't like that's, Oxford Street. It's just... Does anyone like Oxford Street? Chaos. Tourists? <laughs> it's hell. It's just... Uh, yeah. <laughs> Anytime, any day. Yeah. Hell. Mm. And the third one... What's huh. your third one? Damn it. Okay, I'll give you one more. You're giving me one more? Yeah, because you had three. You had West Hampstead, oh. Hampstead Heath, and then you've got, you had the Baker Street, Regent Street. Aha, uh-huh, okay. Regent, yeah. Regent's Park, Regent's sorry. Park, yeah, yes. Regent's Park. Okay, so, yeah, yeah, I can stop here because I think I would struggle to pick one now. Oh, okay. Although, actually, I liked Stra- Stratford. Is that where the Olympic Park? Really? You like Stratford? I love Stratford, oh yeah. Oh, my God. But I haven't been there for years. Okay. Absolute years. Not but I remember Stratford. being there and being like, yeah, oh, this is such a cool area. I could live here. I don't know whether I could. I would still have the same impression, but I, I that was one of my first impressions of Stratford. Yeah, weird one, right? Not yeah, Stanford. Yeah. Stratford. The Olympic Park area. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. No. Wow. <laughs> Judgment from Anya. Um, okay, what are your, your, your three? My, f- hmm, I see I've got, can I go more than three? I've got so many. <laughs> okay, yeah, go. So many. I love, I loved Rotherhithe and loved living there. Mm-hmm. It's such a little gem um, and it's so close to everything, but it's kind of tucked away and, yeah, and after you got Cobble Street in <gasps> Rotherhithe. Yeah. Oh, I know. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. Yes. Second one. Mm. Um, yeah. There's Peckham. I love Peckham. I love its vibe. I know it's like the most obvious kind of maybe slightly hipstery answer, but um, well, how how we look at it. But I do still like Peckham with as many kind of complexities, kind of problems now because being gentrified, but also still got that 
a wonderful spirit to itself and there's so much going on and I think it's memories as well that place so kind of like south east that vibe there um around I guess goldsmiths at new cross and with little cafes and pubs and I don't know if I've been there I new cross know. yeah that's like southeast southeast okay uh-huh no I don't think I've so no. what's can you give me an example of tube stations <laughs> there's not uh, there's no tube stations there so oh, you've got overgrounds uh-huh okay. so there's overgrounds yeah mm-hmm. um you know that thing overgrounds on the east london um well actually no you have overgrounds no, over here yeah, yeah so yeah. just that line mm-hmm. um then i do like brixton a lot and Hernhill, mm-hmm. actually and i love the the busyness and kind of kind of buzziness of um, Brixton and then how quiet it gets around Brockwell Park and that sort of like reach or Dalich gorgeous oh yeah Dalich is cool you know mm-hmm. um, so I'm covering just the south now <laughs> really and I actually like the east as well so I work now so Dalston Haggerston Hoxton mm-hmm. you know kind of love walking over, like around there Highbury, you know, so mm. many actually, so many areas. I would never actually think of centre of London, but mm. but there's lots, so many gorgeous areas that you kind of just almost like wrap yourself up in and spend a whole day and just walking around and yeah. And there's always a nice cafe in London. That's another mm. thing that I really love about here. Yeah. That wherever you go, you can you can find a. You can find a nice looking coffee shop. Like I like those like hipster, like slightly industrial yeah. but cozy. Yeah, no, uh, I'm a sucker for these as well. Yeah. Old flat wide. Yeah. That has to lead us to London cliches. So I, love to, I just need to talk about this. Because we're all guilty of it as Londoners. And I would actually love to hear from you guys if you're guilty of any London cliches. So that's basically things that we as Londoners say or assume outside of London that makes us instantly London <laughs> sometimes not in a good way because you know might be judged or misunderstood outside mm-hmm. so please share your Welsh story oh, and yeah. I'm going to share my embarrassing story after that so don't you know okay. it's same okay similar. I feel like we I already might have suffered sharing the story once but I will share it again because uh, yeah I love this story so much you can keep telling me <laughs> that story so we were visiting Wales Brecon Beacons to be exact so basically in the middle of nowhere national park there's basically just sheep there and hills and maybe some grass so some not much Welsh stereotypes <laughs> <laughs> well Brecon Beacons that Brecon Beacons is basically like that right <laughs> that is true no. but we did come across a small coffee shop and we stopped and I just didn't think my my brain. It's okay. It's not. It's not about your justification now. Just spit it out. <laughs> so you asked for um, for our orders, mm-hmm. and yeah, without thinking, I just said, "Can I have a flat white?" And I just got that very strong, preferably without dairy milk, without dairy milk, oat milk, if possible. And Anushka just looked at me with this kind of like, 
are you mad kind of kind of gaze and then that point I understood okay yes you're right like we're we're not in London anymore I'm not walking into the cafe (laughs) in the middle of Wales and actually out loud asking them for an oat milk flat white because I think they'll just like kick me out (laughs) yeah right there and then yeah so that was um yeah that's a a big coffee snob in a Londoner that's a London moment you know and I was the same one like filming in Oxford and my co-producer asked me what kind of pizza um, would be ordering, what kind of pizza would be good. And um, and actually my first go-to was Franca Panca. Franca Panca? <laughs> Franca Manca, which is... Oh, London, Franca Manca. Oh, yeah, yeah. London chain, which is, you know, good pizza. Um, is that in London chain? Mm-hmm. Oh, I think it's kind of expanded now. Now it is in Oxford, actually. So oh, okay. I've made yeah, it's a bit of a joke, like in uh, Circle Friends. Uh, but I remember Anna just looking at me and going, like, same look as I, the, the one I gave you. Like, Anna, this is Oxford. We're actually outside of Oxford. <laughs> Do you think we can order in Franca Manca? I don't think so. And she's like, Let's, it's Domino's or something else. I can't remember. And the shock on my face, because I was like, I literally caught myself thinking, oh, wow, yes, of course, that's not mm. going to be, what am I, or, you know, I think once I tried to order some Thai on Uber Eats somewhere as well, <laughs> and, and the answer was, A, there's no Uber Eats, <laughs> B, there's no, you have a choice of fish and chips. And or, fish and chips. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay, yes, of course, yeah. And it's just kind of like, because you do it without thinking. Mm-hmm. Right, or oh, the trains, the assumption of, you know, you arrive at the station and oh yeah, you've got like 25 minute wait and you get the reaction, it's just like, how what? many minutes? <laughs> like, is this real? Can this happen? You know, mm-hmm. uh, like Tube Station London, uh, if the train is, takes more than six minutes, I guarantee you every person that walks onto a platform will go, how long? <laughs> I actually tested this once. Every single person said that, including myself, because it's such a shock. Because you just don't ever have that. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's a very London cliche. That's a good one, actually. Yeah. yeah. Are there any more that come to? I mean, me? same with buses. Would be, you know, buses every half an hour. That's. Or, yeah. Or expecting yeah. night transport. Or there's no Uber. I mean, that's always shocking. It's like, what do you mean there's no Uber? How is that even? How do I travel here? <laughs> there's no buses, there's no Uber, and it's literally just that, what do I do? Uh-huh. There was that. I remember there was a woman, actually, in Haggerston <laughs> once, who asked me about the taxi rank, mm-hmm. and I looked at her, and I was just so shocked, and I said, I don't know, but... <laughs> what I, the taxi rank is. I was just like, taxi rank? In London? Like... Anyone uses normal taxis from a taxi rank? Because <laughs> either you just have an app for everything in London, let's be honest. We have an app for everything in London. You know, your food, your transport, your gym, your everything you do, you have an app for. Mm-hmm. And and even if you don't have an app, I'm well, sure you have a number. Like, you don't look around, look, you don't look for a taxi rank. I was, I, honestly, it was the most bizarre situations in London for me. Someone <laughs> looking for a taxi rank. <gasps> Like, wow, you definitely don't live here. Oh, another cliche is probably expecting that there's going to be at least a vegetarian, if not a vegan option, in a restaurant. Yeah, that's a bit of a sad cliche, but it is, yeah, that's true. Oh, using a card. Oh, Contact yes. 
yes. when I can't use a, con- a contact lens, I'm like, oh, oh yeah, okay. It's yeah. mind-boggling. What do you mean the points? What are these things? <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, like sometimes I, I would have a bank account, but it's just there for I know, like I mean, just in case, but you just never use it. Most places in London don't even accept cash anymore. Actually, lots of places actually don't because mm. they don't want to have like cash overnight and stuff. Mm-hmm. And not saying anything, um, not saying like hi and goodbye on the bus. And I remember being in Oxford. Um, I don't know if I've told this story in here actually. So I do, I do apologize for our faithful listeners. Um, uh, when we wanted to catch a bus from outside of Oxford just to Oxford, mm-hmm. we did the most London thing of getting on the bus, pressing our card. <laughs> and, try, and just kept we just kept pressing this card and the guy was just looking at us and I we were just busy talking just pressing the card right <laughs> like a minute and the, the driver eventually went okay first you come in you say hello then you tell me where you want to go then you pay and then you take your ticket and we were both just like uh yes sir I'm sorry sir of course sir well said yeah <laughs> Because it's so true, because obviously yeah. in London, you don't even pay attention, you just like tap away, mm-hmm. you don't have to ever say where you're going, it's like little things, yeah. and uh, that you completely forgot, you can, you know, you see a card for you, don't just like keep tapping. Oh, I didn't, no. I didn't, I was completely London forgot moment. that you have to buy tickets in, in places. <laughs> yeah, and you have to take actual physical ticket. Yeah, see? <gasps> what a waste of paper. <laughs> <laughs> well, we've covered food, we've covered transport. I think we've got this annoying thing of, and and I bet it must be annoying because um, I've had I had a friend from Warsaw doing that in Krakow once, and I remember looking at him with so much judgment, or basically being surprised how cheap things are. Oh yes, like classic. you know, we of go course. for a pint and it's like three pounds, and we go, how much? Three pounds? Oh my god, like that's that's nothing. <laughs> I'm just going to buy five straight away, you know? <laughs> and that's sort of like, or food or anything. It's like, ha, a pound 50 for a coffee, can you imagine? And you always like comment on that. It's like, unbelievable. Let's just buy the whole place. <laughs> um, and it must be such a wonky thing to anyone from outside. Yeah. I'm like, oh, good for you. You have lots of money. Yeah. We are so annoying. Actually, we are quite you, snobby. Do you consider yourself a Londoner? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, I think London almost like creates that new identity. I think we talked about it last mm. episode and how mm. I feel like Welsh, Polish and Londoner. And, you know, I'm very much part of the UK, but I think there's something so, there's so many things so distinctive about Londoners that we live in such a bubble, such a bubble. And we kind of always think that everyone thinks like we do and mm. the reality is the same for everyone uh, else outside. And even things like we say... Um, oh, I'm going up north. Oh, it's west. Oh, it's, you know, like we don't even compute this world outside. And <laughs> and actually we don't need to leave London for anything either. So, you know, you can perfectly, I mean, we both love to do that and we both love that being outside. Um, but you can just be pretty, like have everything you need in London. Uh, and lots of people just do, you know, I don't really tend to go anywhere. And it is a bubble, um, whereas I think if you're a smaller city, you're more in touch with all the areas more. Whereas in mm-hmm. London, it's just like, that's it. You just live your full life in London. That's true. Mm. I don't know what I feel a Londoner. I do 
definitely feel like it's it's there is an element of London in my identity now, but I don't know whether that's a permanent thing. I mean, you wanted an old milk latte in a way. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yes, I do have I do have Londoner behaviors, and I do fall into some of the the cliche traps, but. In terms of identity, I don't know. I think I've recently started to long for something else. So I think my priorities are mm, things that London doesn't satisfy anymore. So mm. maybe because of that and because I've totally changed my lifestyle and I don't have to commute anymore, um, I do I do detach myself. From London, yeah. so maybe that that's why I no, don't feel so Londoner anymore. Yeah. So it's a yeah, it's a tricky thing, and 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 I think that's that's exactly what makes me think that it's something. Um, it's not something permanent. That London identity. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm I'm wondering whether if we moved outside in a few years' time, we'd probably lose this Londoner's attitude, right? I guess think? so, maybe. Because I feel like wherever we go, and I think that's on point of this whole podcast, and I really would love to hear from uh, other foreigners, because um, we kind of borrow and steal. Mm-hmm. You know, nothing, as I always say, nothing we are even saying right now is native to us mm-hmm. in language and culture. And we kind of steal and borrow, and we kind of adjust, or we th- fit things around us. And you know, in Wales, I felt very much Welsh and part of that. Mm-hmm. And in London, we kind of quickly adapted to London ways. And you know, even our language changes and our accent changes because we haven't got a native accent. So I remember in Wales, apparently I sounded Welsh. Now I don't know what I sound like, but definitely not Welsh. So I do think that yeah, when we move, we'll kind of mold into some into another group, into another culture, mm-hmm. you know, of that place. Um, because our English identity within the English language is something that's completely, uh, what's the word, malleable? Is that the right word? Moldable? Mal- mm. Something mm. that we can change. I, l- I love that in, a, in an immigrant mindset. Not every, every immigrant has that, but I think it's... Um, it's a beautiful thing if you do when mm. when you come to a country and you just treat it as a something that has a lot to offer and you you just you know you help yourself you know yeah to, you to kind of serves you and absolutely you create a totally new identity yeah you're kind of in you're very much part of it but you're always always outside not in a bad way mm-hmm. but you've got that I mean you know could be also a bad way but I think you, it offers you a lot of freedom mm. as well which I do appreciate. So yeah. some pros of being a foreigner in any country. Would we go similarly actually for, I'm sure, the English, the British, uh, anywhere else? And it'd be great to hear your stories too, if you're listening, how maybe living in a another country shaped you, or maybe even another capital city as an English person. That'd yeah. be interesting. Mm-hmm. And obviously your experiences from London. And on that note, we are going to wrap up this longest episode ever I think but there's still I, I know that we could talk for hours there's still so much more to to say about London so if you're still here thank you <laughs> thank for you so much sticking through it and for sharing your time with us 
and do get in touch with us and if you've enjoyed this episode as always share your love rate subscribe review and we will catch up with you in a couple of weeks yes bye bye